Welcome back. I am Gary Parr, Editorial Director, Efficient Plant Magazine, and with me today is Ed Tom of Yaskawa America Incorporated, and Ed is the GA500AC Microdrive Product Manager, and he has, oh, holy smokes, 20 years in the automation industry and 15 at Yaskawa. Edward, welcome. This is, uh, that's, that's a long time. <laughs> Oh, oh, thank you for having me, Gary. This is I really appreciate the the uh, time for this, and I would love to say that's a long time. But when I look at some of my other colleagues, they've actually been with Yaskawa a lot longer. Oh, um, probably my total my total number of years in the industry is their tenure and then some. A lot of things in twenty years, though. Holy smokes! So the GA five hundred AC microdrive is our topic today. What why? How? Tell tell me about the. Give me a little background on how this came to be. So the GA five hundred is a successor for one of our uh, previous product lines, the the V one thousand. And where that really comes from, and I'm going to go more with just micro drives in general. First is that with the thought of creating a micro drive, there was a need um, years back of wanting a compact drive where someone wanted to be able just to turn a motor, be able to just run something and get that speed control for that. Uh, these people were looking for something that wasn't quite, ex we'll say extravagant. They didn't need all the bells and whistles. So the idea of creating a smaller drive, something that they can fit multiples of inside a panel, uh, along with just the idea of, hey, let's be able to turn that motor and get it to do what I wanted to do is what came about. Now, over the years, we certainly had started with that. We built on top of that. And from generation to generation, we would continue to keep getting our customer feedback. We'd listen to them, we'd note them, and as we move forward, we would look to see what we need to do to definitely improve on the products and give them the enhancements that a lot of keep, uh, people are looking for and also what the market's looking for. And that's where we've come around with the GA500 where the J500 is that culmination of all of that. Um, we still continue to certainly listen to the feedback, but with this uh, with this revision of our microdrive product, we took it and said, look, um, the the valuable feedback we are going to put it into what we call consider kind of three areas of design, it and that became a drive that's sustainable. Um, and with that, it was, hey, we're we're becoming, or, or there's been moves to be more eco-friendly. Uh, so the design itself, uh, the materials that we use inside of there was tailored for that. But also what we've learned from our previous generations is that people were looking for drives that lasted for a long time. Um, and they enjoyed that reliability, that quality that, that was built into it. And that was something that we continue to just bring forward on the backbones of how we designed all of our drives, not just the GA500. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after, and next, uh, beyond sustainability, flexibility. Uh, the GA500 is designed to be a general purpose microdrive. So if you've got an application that has a, an induction motor or any type of AC motor, it was designed to be able to run that. Now, it's open loop only, but there are so many applications where that still works out for, that, for, for it. So uh, some applications may be a fan or pump. 
where it's more of a variable torque type of application. Uh, what people are looking for is I need to be able to run at a certain speed, gives me the flow that I'm looking for, and I need to be able to control that and regulate it based off of the needs of either the machine or if they're, say, running a fan in a building, um, those types of needs. Mm -hmm. um, so, and the flexibility also goes from running one of those applications to then the same type of, uh, this same product line can also run a conveyor. Uh, so very different uh, type of application, more of a constant torque, but you can set it up to be able to run that application as well. Mm -hmm. So we've added that capability. And the last is easy to use. Uh, we find that people didn't want to spend, well, uh, and I'm exaggerating a little bit here, but they didn't want to spend hours trying to figure out, hey, how do I just get this unit to run? So our idea was how do, so our thought is how do we continue to make it easier so that a person can take the drive out of the box, install it, wire it, and then get it, uh, get it so it's turning their motor. Yeah, that was one of the things that stood out for me as I studied this is that user interface that seemed to be, and I'm, I'm no expert on, uh, on these kinds of, of devices, but it just seemed to me like there was a real effort made to make that user interface uh, easy to work with, user-friendly, but also, and, and this seems really trivial, I guess, but I don't think it is, actual buttons on the uh, user panel rather than some membrane that you have to poke at and you're not sure if you get if it actually connected or not, uh, those seem like trivial but important things as you're trying to work with them, particularly in the field. Yeah, you kind of you, you hit it right on the head on some of that. Um, some of it sounds really trivial uh, until you actually get in front of it and, and start using it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You you mentioned the membrane. We we moved to more of a tactile feel because there are people, uh, myself included, that sometimes have pressed. Uh, buttons on the keypad and kind of go, okay, well, let me see if that ha if it worked. I'll look at the keypad display and go, ah, that worked and, and just keep pressing. And other times I, I don't know if anything happened. So that's been a big, uh, big one. And the other thing, even as subtle as it sounds, uh, was to do a multi-directional uh, type of keypad. Um, subtle and, and kind of one of those moments you go, well, that seems kind of simple. But when, when you walk up to a drive and you're trying to, to figure out, hey, how do I get from uh, point A to point B to, to get to a certain, uh, we'll say, monitor or parameter, uh, what's the easiest way for me to get there? And having the, the ability to just be able to look at it and go, oh, if I press up or down or if I press the left or right, this is where it takes me to, they're still, they're able to use a little bit more of just the basic instinct that they've had with just navigating many other things I to apply to it versus holy cow do I press left and then do I go uh, right and then another time no it's you can look at it and go oh this is not too bad I can get through this uh, quickly right. yeah yeah that was it, it just uh, every time I've looked at this and it, uh, it's just that is I think I can see a person being able to walk up to that thing do what they need to do and move on with their day instead of having to have a little manual by them to you know, punch this twice, move this three times and, and hit this. Uh, they can just move, uh, uh, get where they need to get to and, and move on. And that, uh, yeah, at some point that makes a huge difference. People, and, and of course, uh, people uh, uh, 
more willing to to work on these devices and make those adjustments because they know it's not going to take forever so yes um, the, the wiring also seemed like you guys put a lot of effort into making sure that it's easy to connect to it oh yeah yeah def i mean the other thing we looked at was where to land the wirings um now on some units you may pick it up and go okay well i've got my main power wiring where do i put it and some people first reaction is well go find the big terminals and that's where it should normally go but when you look at any drive um ga500 uh, uh, particularly in this case you have multiple large terminals because you've got your input power and your motor wiring and you definitely don't want to swap those two <laughs> so we made sure to label those and and make sure that hey here's our input terminals this is where you put this is where you wire uh those wires to here is our motor wiring uh and then even to the control wiring we wanted to ensure that there was a a, a terminology and, and a labeling so that we can show a little bit more separation and be able to we'll say quickly be able to identify which ones are our digital inputs versus an analog uh, so that it made it that much easier for for people to be able to get up and go okay this is about where i should land this um, they may, maybe they might need to double check a manual just to be sure if it's their first time um, interfacing with the unit but after that you'd be able to go hey um, we'll say for speed reference you might look oh a analog perfect and then land it right there uh, and then get it up and running if they're using an analog signal for speed. Mm -hmm. The other thing I picked up was the durability. It looks like I'd have to work pretty hard to find an environment that this that that won't fit with this device. It it just works just about everywhere in terms of temperature, uh, humidity, whatever. It looked like that. Um, is that is that is the case? Oh, definitely. Um, so you, you hit on a few good points when it comes to temperature. There is such a wide range when it comes to where people are going to install it. Um, but more of the concern has always been on, on the upper end. And when it's installed in a factory or, uh, well, most factories, some of the factories I've been in, um, most of the time in the manufacturing floor, they're not temperature controlled in that section. Um, so you can have, we'll say down south here in the U.S., you can have days where they can get up to 90, 100 degrees and imagine being inside a panel where there's heat uh, heat components that are even making it hotter inside of there. Yes. So we wanted to, to make sure we designed a drive that can handle that high temperature. Um, so hence that the higher temperature range to be able to get up to 50 degrees uh, Celsius, which I, I think offhand, I think was like 120 degrees Fahrenheit. So a pretty good toasty uh, environment to, to put a device into, especially electronics. Right. Um, so, and some of the additional things to make it durable, uh, we have conformal coating on the boards because any manufacturing plant is not going to be the cleanest place in the world. There's there's usually something in the air, uh, whether you see it or not, um, and that's gonna go into very many different places. Uh, it will get into cabinets, whether uh, people like it or not. And it's gonna find something to land on and coat up. So we want to make sure that those things um, don't create any havoc later on so so we designed to to make sure that we have something that lasts and and ultimately what it ends up to be is that we wanted to have a drive that is that can go 10 years maintenance free um and by that it's you you put it in you install it 
and you don't you we don't want you to worry about needing to touch that unit for that at a minimum 10 years mm-hmm. um and that could just be even as simple as a cooling fan after after 10 years uh and then keep it running again for hopefully another 10 or, or more years at that yeah. point so this this is actively cooled uh, well actually that depends on the unit okay um, and some of our units don't have any cooling fans, so it's more just natural convection. Uh, on the larger units, we do have uh, fans on there, so it's it's a mix uh, mm-hmm. depending on the size you have. And and those those fans, I assume, uh, installed and designed so that they're easily replaced. Then, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, so that is also another. Th- so those are kind of the small things that we look at too, where you know what's the best place to put them. Um, I, looking back at our history. Uh, we used to put them on the bottom because airflow, it was always nice to be able to draw the airflow and force it onto the top. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that we found very quickly, um, several generation backs, is that that's where the wire comes in. Um, and if you put it on the bottom, it's hard to access. So we moved it to the top. Uh, we know that it's a lot easier to access up to at that uh, at the top point where you can get to it, pull the fan off, put a new one in uh, when the time comes, and then get it up and running. And hopefully be no more than say five ten minutes to to make that change. Mm. That's uh, that's significant right there to be able to do that. People are more willing to uh, more willing to actually swap the fans out instead of wait until they lock up. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it sounds to me like I could take this thing and and put it in a mining environment and drive a conveyor with it and just kind of set it and forget it. Yeah, that, that again, that was the idea is to make it easier, so easy to use, so you can do exactly that. You know, it's, yeah, to, to use one of those terms, set it, forget it. And you know, honestly, I think there are some people that have forgotten um, that they have <laughs> they have a Yaskawa drive located in, on their plant. Um, so talking more than just the GA500, looking at our previous generations, we, we have had customers that have said, hey, you know, I don't know if we have your drive. And then as we, as you go through the plant, <laughs> you kind of go, well, that's a Yaskawa drive. That's a Yaskawa drive. That's a Yaskawa drive. And they kind of go, oh, well, we've never had to touch these before. So I didn't realize that. <laughs> so it, it's always been fun on those situations. Music to your it. ears. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the programmability stood out for me too. It looked, it looked like an awful lot of effort into making these things programmable and being able to set up a number of them offline and and then go plug them in. Uh, talk about all the things that are involved in, in making the programmability easy. Um, so there's multiple aspects. One you mentioned with the no power, uh, with the ability to do no power programming um, in addition to just the way we structured it. So I'll start with the no power programming you mentioned uh, we have various software tools, um, whether it be on the mobile side, we have a, a tool called DriveWizard Mobile. Uh, on the PC side, we have something called DriveWizard Industrial that you can use the USB connection and plug directly into the drive. And this is without any three-phase power or any low-voltage power applied to it. Um, you can connect up to it like you would uh, plugging in a USB flash stick into your computer uh, but using the programs, you can now have a connection and upload or download any parameter sets that you need into the drive. So in some cases, um, say uh, say a customer has uh, a drive sitting in, their where, um, in the storeroom, 
And they said, well, I need to get that programmed up. And the person who normally does the programming is wrapped up. They said, hey, I can get to it in a couple hours. Um, is that going to be okay? Sure. They get it programmed, and the next person can then take it, install it, wire everything up, and then be off and going. They don't have to try to coordinate, spend the time, well, hey, what time are you free? What time is are you ready? And do all that. They can now do it more at their leisure. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a lot more convenience when it comes to taking care of the, the programming. And, and taking another scenario, sometimes you may have a, a startup situation, and I've seen it um, in various different types of uh, situations where um, you have the panel, it's now it's been mounted, mechanically mounted, but the electrical wire, uh, the electric isn't been brought to it yet. Uh, and someone's been called and say, hey, I want you to program these drives and, and get it started up. Well, their first visit may be one where, you know, in previous times they'll look at it and go, well, you have no power, you know, there's nothing for me to do, and they'll leave at that point. Um, whereas now, to make their time more efficient, they can go in and, and use the Drive Wizard programs and program the drives up so that when the time comes, both the drives are ready, or if the person, some of the people that are that are skilled there said, hey, you know what, um, do we need you here? Yeah, I'd like you know they, they might say, hey, we're going to start these things up. Do we really need you here, or they're they're going to or they spend a lot of time coordinating, trying to get that person there. They might go, you know what, I got everything programmed up. Here's what you do need to check, and they'll be able to do those checks themselves. Look at everything and go, hey, this is great. We didn't need to wait for you to get here to make uh, to get this thing up and running. We actually got the machine up and running before you even got here, or mm -hmm. or anything else. So there is a lot of convenience to to just be able to do that. Simplifying uh, maintenance and, and installation scheduling and uh, streamlining everything. It's uh, huge. Talk talk about the mobile uh, mobile access and mobile control uh, that getting so well it is important these days and getting more so uh able to walk up to these things in the field and and make adjustments and and uh, remote access possible what what options do we have here oh so for remote access i mentioned earlier with um that we have a program called drive wizard mobile and that's our remote access tool and for anyone who's looking at trying to get connected up to um, the drive um, remotely, meaning no wires or anything. We also have a Bluetooth option available for it. And with that, it gives the ability for that drive to transmit everything uh, and connect up to it in, in that manner. If you've got a drive mounted in a side of cabinet and safety, certainly uh, we understand as a concern, they may not have the, the ability to open up the panel while everything is operating, at least not without suiting up and putting on all the protective equipment that they need before they can get in there. So if they have the Bluetooth connection and they have that, uh, have that running, uh, what they can do is now walk up to it, um, and it could be any mobile device. Uh, if, you've, if you've got an Android or if you've got an, uh, an iPhone or even the tablet um, on there, you can go use DriveWizard Mobile, find the device, find the drive that you want to connect up to, connect up to it, and then take a, a look at what's going on. Um, maybe just simple PM um, that you're looking at it and saying, okay, here's the status of it. Or it could be from a troubleshooting standpoint, and you may be looking, hey, what's going on with this unit? Uh, something's been possibly causing it to, to trip every so often. 
and try to to locate what's happening there and, and troubleshoot. So so now it saves that time of one getting suited up, as I mentioned, for a safety reason, uh, but also gives you the convenience of not bringing a lot of equipment with you. You can just use the phone that's in your pocket and, and be able to create that connection and uh, get online with the drive. In terms of training to use these things, is there much involved there? Or is it all pretty intuitive if you have the basics? I think if you've got the basics, um, it's pretty intuitive. Uh, but one of the things that we uh, that we do is that we do create short videos. Um, so if you go to our website, um, you can find uh, short clips. Um, usually, and by short, I uh, you know three five minutes, sometimes a little bit longer, depending on the amount of content we want to pass along. Uh, but we have those to help with getting people comfortable with what they're they're going to do. Uh, we understand that every you know, everyone's level is a little bit different. Uh, some people may charge for it, like myself, I'll just charge for it, see what goes on. And others, because of uh, maybe uh, others, because they'll be a little bit more concerned, they're like, well, let me take a look. And we have that that help out there to be able to step through and show, you know, uh, from download to opening the program to creating that connection to the drive, we'll be able to show that and, and get that person more comfortable so that when they do walk up to the drive, they're going to feel that much more comfortable of just be able to pick up and go, yep, this is what I remember seeing, and then get connected quickly mm -hmm. and easily. Like so many things, uh, YouTube videos save the day then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Definitely. <laughs> well, it's it's a power it's a powerful tool. Uh, take your tablet with you and watch the video on site, and and uh, you know saves uh, waiting for an expert uh, for two days to come and fix it. And it's uh, there's a lot of advantage there. In addition, just to you mentioned the mobile tool, some of the things that we've added, and again, some it seems subtle, but the addition of just having the QR codes available on the outside of our, our packaging um, mm -hmm. to help people direct them to, to resources um, without needing to go back to their desk or anything. They can use their phone and now get to resources a lot quicker uh, and, and without searching. So we have done a lot of little things in there that we're, we, we want to be able to make it much easier for our customers to access and, and get that information without really digging through. I mean, I remember, as you mentioned, the in the 20 plus years, uh, when the internet was was starting to grow more and you get more resources out there, it was a lot to dig through. Uh, depending on the the websites that you were going into, it would take time to to get the information you're looking for. But now we said, look, we want to get you from point A to point B quicker and easier, and that way you can get on with your day mm -hmm. and and move on to the next thing that uh, that you need to take care of. You talked a bit about the motors that these uh, that that the GA500 can drive uh really pretty much uh, what most people would would encounter not too many uh, instances where uh this can't drive a motor for the longest time most uh drives uh GA500 included they're designed for an AC induction motor um that's the the typical motor that we we see and and we still continue to see uh, but with the drive for more energy efficient type motors, 
permanent magnet motors have started showing up more and more. Um, so that's been growing. And we have that capability built into the GA500. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go and say, hey, I've got this permanent magnet motor. What do I need um, to, to run it? Is there a different drive that I need to get? And the answer there is no, um, you've got the drive for it. Uh, the other motor that uh, other motor type that's also been coming up because of its energy efficiency is the synchronous reluctance. And I can say the same thing like I did with PM motors. With the GA500, you've got the one drive that is there that's capable of running that particular motor as well. So you don't have to worry about, oh, I need to get it something different or, or a different type of drive. You've got one micro drive that can run these various different types and you don't have to worry about anything. It's just, hey, I've got it. I'm ready to go. And so, so the flip side of that is if I uh, change motors, I don't necessarily face replacing drives then. Oh, yeah. That, that is, that's actually a good point on the flip side on there. Yeah, if someone were to decide that they want to go with a permanent magnet motor instead, um, you're correct. They can just, if they've got a GA500 installed, they can reprogram that GA500 to run that motor. Uh, and that definitely minimizes a lot of the work that they're going to be uh, facing at that moment. And, and of course, these these are uh, small devices and easily mounted, and all of the all the little things that that uh, make installation easy. Then, um, with its small size, um, the idea is is to make the installation easy so that it can fit into various different areas, and more looking at more the panel space uh, when it comes to what people are looking for. So uh, instead of having an extremely large, instead of needing a large uh, panel, uh, we'll say like a two door, you may be able to to reduce it down to say a one door and have 10 drives inside of it. Mm. Um, whereas its counterpart, you would need, you, you may require the larger panel. Uh, but again, very much application dependent when it comes to that. Uh, but the micro drives um, have come up a very long way when it comes to their capabilities uh, and their and the uh, functionality that they have in there. Yeah. Ed, fascinating little device. Uh, I learned some things. Thanks for making time to talk about it. Oh, it's my pleasure. No, I, I actually appreciate the time for you uh, giving me the chance to, to talk about this. This this is going to be, I mean, I love the G500. There's a reason I'm the product manager for it. <laughs> um, and it is, it's a fun, uh, a fun little product to, to have out there and, and work with. Yep. Well, clearly an excellent design. All right. Well, thanks for, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you.